One of the trickier risks associated with fixed-rate investments, like preferred stocks and bonds, is reinvestment risk. Now, this one's a little bit of a doozy, so follow along. Reinvestment risk makes a big assumption about the investor, all right? First, to start this story, we're going to assume that an investor is purchasing a bond, and that bond has a long maturity, we'll call it 20 years, and the bond has a 5% interest rate. So this bond will be producing $50 a year of interest per year. And then, of course, finally, the $1,000 at the end of principal. Now, reinvestment risk assumes that this bondholder who's receiving $50 per year in interest from this bond is not using that money for living expenses like some bondholders do, but instead is reinvesting those interest payments year by year into new bond investments. So reinvestment risk is a risk that's associated with the new bonds that you are buying, not necessarily the old bond that we have. So we're going to discuss what situation would cause this current bond that we have, this 20-year 5% bond, to experience reinvestment risk. And again, it's not really the bond itself that is experiencing the risk, more the portfolio of all of your investments. So if you are taking that $50 and year by year you are purchasing new bonds, remember, there's a key point here. Interest rates in the market change over time. So year by year, new bonds will be offered with new rates. Now, if you were to add a new bond to your portfolio, you would probably want any new bond to have a higher rate than any older bond. I mean, at the end of the day, customers enjoy having more money. If it was your choice between a 5% bond and a 7% bond, you would probably want to go with the 7% bond if it was just amount about money, right? 70 bucks is better than 50 bucks. So reinvestment risk is the risk that with your 5% bond, with the $50, over those years, interest rates in the market are falling. And every year, new bonds are being issued with lower and lower rates. So as you reinvest those $50 interest payments into new bonds, you're adding new bonds to your portfolio with lower rates than the 5% bond you started with. Now, let's take a pause here and, and, and refresh our memory. Your older 5% bond in your account would actually be experiencing a rise in value it would actually appreciate in price when a 5% bond is being priced in a world where rates are lower than 5%, people will look at the 5% rate as, well, that's awesome. I would love a 5% bond in a 2% world. So your old bond is doing just fine in this environment. As rates are falling, its value is going up. Reinvestment risk is not about your old bond. It's more about the new bonds that you're adding to your portfolio with your older bonds payments. So my 5% bond produces 50 bucks. I take that money and I buy a new bond investment the next year. And when it comes into my account, it has a 4% rate. And then I take those two payments and I buy a new bond the year after that. And now it has a 3% rate. And over the years, I'm adding new bonds to my account, but each of them has a successively lower interest rate. And that's what reinvestment risk is.
So a bond has reinvestment risk if the chances of market rates falling below its coupon rate are high. So if you have a bond with a 1% coupon rate, the odds of market rates falling below 1% aren't very high. So a 1% bond would not have much reinvestment risk. It has a slight degree of reinvestment risk, but not much. A 10% bond, however, the likelihood of market rates over time falling below 10% is much higher than the likelihood of market rates falling below 1%. So if you are asked a question asking to compare two bonds and you have to decide which one has more reinvestment risk, Reinvestment risk is associated with bonds with very high coupon rates. The higher the coupon rate, the more reinvestment risk that bond would have. Even a bond with a 1% coupon rate does still have some reinvestment risk. It's just not as exposed to this risk as a bond with a higher coupon rate. If you're an investor in a bond and you want absolutely no reinvestment risk, well, then you got to get a bond that doesn't give you coupon rates to reinvest. There are some bonds, as you'll learn in the debt section, called zero-coupon bonds, that don't give you any semi-annual payments to reinvest. A zero-coupon bond is one where you buy it at a discount, less than 1000 you wait for a stated period of time, and then the issuer at maturity gives you back 1000 and that's your interest. The interest that you would get is what you put in, and any extra amount that you get at maturity, $1,000, that's your interest. And because a zero-coupon bond doesn't give you any semi-annual payments, you could say, well, there's nothing to reinvest, so this bond has no reinvestment risk. Rule of thumb, the more a bond gives you to reinvest, the more reinvestment risk that bond has.